You're listening to a Rare Drop podcast. Check us out at raredrop.co. Hey everybody, what's up? Welcome to Ask Broman. Uh, this is episode 55, and we are joined uh, today by quite an amazing individual. This is Nepenthas. Woo! Hello! How are you, sir? I'm good, bro, man. How are you, dude? I am fantastic. Now, for those uh, for those of the people that don't know who you are, can you say a little bit about like what you do online uh, in the content creation space and, and like, how long you've been doing it and just like a general rundown of who you are and what you do? Sure. So my name is Nepenthes. I've been doing YouTube. Well, I've been content creation for YouTube since like 2010, mostly FIFA. I've dabbled in other games here and there, but FIFA's like my passion, my love. So, uh, yeah, just uh, started from the bottom and now we're here. Fantastic. When did you start? Uh, when did you start making content? Like how long uh, like, ago was starting for you? Yeah, 2010 was probably when I started making content. Wow. The FIFA had a World Cup. Uh, was it? Well, yeah, it was a World Cup game. Three World Cups. Ago. Wow, I'm old. Um, yeah. World Cup 2010 was when I started making. I was very good at that game. And uh, so I started putting that online. Fantastic. And, uh, 2010 is a long time ago. What were you using to like capture and stuff back then? I was using a Dazzle capture card. It was great. A Dazzle? Yeah. I know the Dazzle. Oh, good lord, man. Uh, Dazzle was Dazzle was some fun stuff, right? And that that's the that's the that's the one that kind of looked like a like a squid with its arms chopped off, and you had to like plug the you had to plug like the video and then the left and right audio and then like. You have to put it into some weird port on your PC. God, good yeah, Lord, it was man. tough. And and then the Hapag was next with literally like 50 wires. It was impossible. Oh, the Hapog. Hapog was tough. That's what I started with. Uh, Hapog H- HDPVR2 was, yes. uh, was the blue one. ring. It was brilliant. Yeah, yeah, so I used that one. That's the I did my first stream, Borderlands 2, with that. Um, so like when you, when you were starting out like 10 years ago or not 10 years ago, almost though, like, I mean, yeah, like, nearly that. yeah. um, like what, like, what was your, your like upload schedule? Like, were you sporadic? Were you like really fucking like focused on hitting a schedule and making sure you were always in it and on it? Like every single no, day not back then, you, YouTube was not what it is today. Social media yeah. in general, like Twitter didn't exist when I started uploading content, like, um, you know, so when I first first began, like I, I had a few inspirations in the FIFA community, a few guys that used they're called skillers, guys that like like trick trick shotters for COD, like skillers in yeah, FIFA where yeah. they score you know fancy goals and such. And those guys were like my inspiration. So when I scored a couple of fancy goals and such, I was like, well, let, let me pop this up there. And then compilations back then were like the big thing. So I'd make a few goal compilations and stuff. And looking back now, they were woeful. Some of my worst, you know. <laughs> um, but but the the competition back then was non-existent. So my worst was almost the best at times, which was good enough. Yeah, that's what that's but what. Yeah, no 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 no, um, no real schedule. Just when I had time, like I worked a really really strenuous long family business job during the time. So literally every spare minute. Producing content, um, so it was sometimes every other day, sometimes every other week. So that's so like in the beginning, it was just sort of being there. Yeah, right. That's that's um, that's really interesting. Do you think? Um, and this is this is something I talk about a lot, and I'm I'm just curious on your thoughts. Do you think that 
like operating like that now still works. Like going somewhere where maybe like a platform isn't fully established is like a good growth strategy or not. Um, no, I don't believe so. You don't think so? No. So we differ a little bit there. That's interesting. What? Uh, so if you were if you were approaching somebody, if you were like giving someone advice right now to who is going to get started like making content, like what was your what would your big piece of advice be? My biggest piece of advice would actually be to start streaming on whichever platform you feel more comfortable, YouTube or Twitch, probably preferably Twitch. Gotcha. And uh, it's just staying consistent, being there always for your viewership, whether it's one guy or 100 guys, just constantly being there and knowing that they can rely on you to be their safety net during that day is, is considerably more important than the size of the platform that you're on or, or what your main goal is. Because if, if you're not there for them, they won't be there for you, right? And then yeah. after that, I think it's important that you're just a relatable person. You don't have to be exceptional at a video game. You know, of course you have the ninjas, the myths that are taking gaming to a whole new level, but there is plenty of opportunity for people to either make it in this industry if they want to financially or whatever their goals may be, just from a, a small, like homegrown user base. Gotcha. So if you so but so you would put you would class streaming growth wise, even though you're like an expert <laughs> YouTuber, you would class that above where YouTube's at right now. Just because like in YouTube, algorithms are everything. And if you are not the one percent of the one percent in YouTube, you just won't get noticed. Gotcha. It, like it doesn't matter how good you are, how good you think you are, who you're playing with or anything. You just won't get noticed there mm. on Twitch, though. You know, it, it doesn't take much to get five viewers or six viewers. Just being there is probably enough for someone to just check you out. And so at that point, they get to know you as the person through streaming. Whereas on YouTube, it's an adaptation of the person you want to be. And I think that that I think that pays big dividends through Twitch or just through streaming. Like streaming on YouTube as well would, would do this similar sort of thing. So so making like so you think streaming makes it easier to sort of key into your authenticity as like a creator? Yeah, absolutely. Fantastic. I like that. That's interesting. Um, so I've so I mean I have so many questions. Like, uh, since we haven't really had a chance to talk in depth before, uh, sure. What's the first game you ever played? Um, the first game I ever played for like like a, a game that I enjoyed, I guess, was maybe like Football Manager. <laughs> like, this is so yeah. cool. Like, it's like how old is Football Manager? Like, um, Football Manager was created in I think nineteen eighty nine. Wow, um, I didn't yeah, know. So, I didn't know games like that went back that far. That's like fucking. That's fucking cool. <laughs> yeah, but but I play, like I played a lot of games. Like I, I played Civilization. It's like Civ Four was like my go to when I was sixteen. I just gotcha. used to, I wasted multiple hours on that game. Um, I played a lot of like Grand Theft Auto when it came out. Like the, like the, the Sega Mega Drive and the Sega Master System, the Nintendo Entertainment System. Like those were the consoles that I grew up on. So yeah. I played the Mario's and duck hunt and tetris was a big one streets of rage like those sort of games were games that i heavily invested a lot of time in as a kid but in terms of like getting into the gaming community the first game i yeah the first game i played and went onto forums for and such was football manager that's fucking that's cool how active were you before you started creating like uh in the gaming space like were you active on forums were you active on oh yeah i used to i've i had 
an abnormal amount of posts on the football manager forums like yeah. honestly I've, i look back now and think what like i could have learned a language a musical <laughs> instrument you know what i mean like no nah, but I you did that so shit. much <laughs> no i feel i feel that that's really cool i've i've no this is something and this is why i was curious this is something that i've noticed more and more as i meet people um and it seems to be like no matter where they are in the gaming industry uh, they have this this really long history of being involved in wherever gaming was at the time they entered the space, right? So sure. for me and a lot of other folks, like for me, for you, um, and a lot of professionals, right, that I meet in this space that that maybe got interested over, you know, six or six plus years ago, they spent a lot of times on forums or like moderating blogs or yeah. running a website, right? Where it was because that's where the that's where the magic was. Like that's all you could do. You'd have like your WordPress your WordPress blog for magic, and then you know two decades later you're you know running your own magic or card trading company, you know, or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Um. What was the what was your like biggest surprise coming up like making content? Like what was something that's that stands out in your memory when you were like, holy shit, like this is X, and I had no idea. Um, you know, dude, like my biggest surprise has and always will be the fact that I'm here doing this. I, I, I it boggles Respect. my mind. I'm, I'm no one special. I, I'm not incredible at the video games. I, I don't find myself to be someone that people would latch on to. I, I could be very arrogant. You know, I, I can <laughs> rub people up the wrong way far too easy. So, so the fact that I'm here surprises me every single day. Do you do you find your arrogance or uh, like yourself to find arrogance? I would I would I think that people react to a lot of I always, like I get called arrogant and stuff sometimes, but it's just because I'm confident in like my my belief about something, and I think that that's like an edge, personally. Like yeah, like yeah. some people don't like it, but I, I feel like at the end of the day, if you're the person who can stand somewhere and say this is what I believe, and this is what I think about this, you know, particular feature in a video game. I think it goes like really, really well for you. Do you find, do you find that on YouTube that that there's that's more of a pushback point? Yeah, definitely. I, I definitely, you know, I, I'm one of the few in the FIFA community that actually speak their mind, and and to my detriment, a lot of the time. Like I don't get invited to the EA events sometimes because of. Like back in FIFA 12 to FIFA 15, there was coin selling, like, you know, selling the in-game currency, which was, you know, is against EA's terms of service. And they yeah. took uh, a negative view on all the YouTubers that did that. But back then, that was my way of making money and, and making a living because YouTube CPM was so bad. There was no sure. revenue streams like there are today. That was just the way I did things. Yeah. And um, so, so EA kind of like distanced themselves from a lot of people that did that. And then in 2016, I had my legal troubles. And so I can assume that they distanced themselves from me because of that. But in spite of that, probably the way that I talk about the game mm-hmm. offends the people that make the game a lot. And even though I love the game, right? I, I love it. And, and that's why I, I talk about it the way I talk about it, because I'm so passionate about it. I just want the best for it. You want to see and it all, succeed. Yeah. yeah. And my vision of the best for it is not necessarily in line with EA's vision of the best of it. I completely understand that. Um, but, you know, it would be nice to talk to them once in a while. But, they, yeah, I don't think they want anything to do with me. <laughs> I think that uh, I think interestingly enough, and this is just, I guess, like my take on it. I, I think that um, one of the interesting changes that have happened that has happened over the past, um, let's say, I don't know. It's happened really fast. Like over the past five years, um, you know, when I started streaming, uh, 
everything I was doing is for charity, right? And, and we'll get into that later because, you know, uh, Nep will be joining us at Guardian Con and, and taking part in the charity stream. And we're going to talk about that a little bit. Um, but uh, when I started streaming on Twitch, my story with with the developer was I I was part of Awesome Games Done Quick 2014. Um, you know, I had gotten uh, Borderlands 2 into the the marathon. That was like my dream, right? I like this four okay. player speed run. If you've not ever seen this, if you want to watch a really old video of me with hair dressed up like Gage the Necromancer from Borderlands 2 and a Hello Kitty outfit, uh, you should go watch the Borderlands 2 speed run from AGDQ 2014. Uh, now that everyone's gone. Um, <laughs> but but so I, 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 ha- I took this approach, right? I said, hey, we're going to be speed running your game in front of 60,000 people probably. Uh, at this event and I'd love to get you know some some just some stuff from you like a like a like a shirt or or a signed copy of the game or whatever because uh, an incentive from you as a developer would be awesome at this event and we it would raise a ton of money right um and the developer wanted nothing to do with it they're like no this is horrible like uh we don't want to do anything uh with you all we don't like speedrunning. We're not even really that big fans of, of stream or streaming. And it was just like a really weird interaction because I thought this is an easy win for a developer, right? You send us uh, a $300 piece of merchandise. Sure. We we send you a way to say, look what our community did with our help. <laughs> you know, yeah. we raised this much money um, because even, you know, even in that really positive light, uh, I think game developers and and PR managers and all these other people were really not sure what to do with um, what to do with the gaming space with all these influencers who suddenly wielded tons of, of advertising power for or against their product. Uh, and one of the things that I have seen over the past five years is that companies that would refuse to work with me before because they were uncomfortable about it, have started like opening up and saying, okay, like we need to become active in this space. Uh, I, I really think, and I say this a lot, um, anyone who is passionate enough about your game. And this is, this is like talking to you developers. uh, Anyone who's passionate enough about your game to play it every single day and still levy incredibly heavy critiques against the game is probably somebody that you should listen to. Um, there's a big difference in my mind and, and I've, I've learned this from, you know, my interactions with trying to grow guardian con and King's coast. There's a huge difference between somebody who's being a jackass and is never going to consume whatever your product is that you're putting out there. And somebody who is like voraciously consuming all of your content and still has opinions, you know? Sure. And that's based off what you said. That sounds to me like that sounds like where you're at. And I hope that everybody changes their mind. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I, I hope so too. It would be good to have my, you know, my stamp on on a video game. Could you imagine that? I think. I mean, I think that that's sort of like personally, like I think that that's where a lot of this is is heading. Um, so I feel like like streaming, streaming in particular, and then YouTube as well. Like we have incredibly intimate connections with our community, which means like you know, you and I have a deeper connection to many people who play the games that we've played a lot. Um, yeah. than the developer does, you know, and in a lot of ways, like people will look to us and they'll say, I don't know how to feel about this. What do you think? And that's yeah. on one side, that's fucking terrifying 
for a developer, but like at the same time, there's ways to take that that relationship right and say, "Hey, <laughs> we know people care a lot about what you think, so we want to care about what you think. Can you just come in and like let's talk?" Yeah, and um, I think they do. I think a lot of the new games do that. You know, you see that with PUBG developers, you see that with the Fortnite developers. Like they open up, they listen to their community. Yeah, and and they do something that. I think EA as an old business model would never do, and is they admit faults in their game. Mm-hmm. Like, if there's an issue with Fortnite, they're like, "Hey, there's an issue here. We're gonna we're gonna work on fixing it. We apologize." Yeah. I think EA's business mind, for, from you know the the top guys, this is nothing to do with the devs. Like the actual people that run the company, yeah, CEO. Saying, no, no, we we can't have a, a negative. You know, if, if we say we've got a problem with our game, how does that look to our shareholders? We're admitting openly to the public there's a problem. We can't do that. So instead, they'll ignore the problem, they'll fix the problem, and they'll give the community a, oh, we notice a, an issue with such and such that has now been resolved. And it's just, you know, that's just not good enough from some, you know, some companies. Yeah, it's, it's, hard. it's hard when for, you know, decades, you have been able to be in absolute control of the narrative for your product. And now yeah. you have, uh, now you have all these other people that have as big, maybe even more social media presence than you do as a company. And you know what they say kind of goes, and that's like a really upside down. I mean, it's it's a complete reversal of how things have been for a long time. You had a few yeah. people who were in charge of saying what needed to be said, and everyone else, their voice could never really get so loud that it could outreach your advertising spending or whatever. Um, yeah. But now you have to start working, you know, alongside these people. If you could, um, if you could give one piece of advice in this situation to a developer, because I think the big problem is everybody says like we want developers to listen to us more often, right? Yeah. Um, what like what would you imagine? This is a really great conversation, by the way. I wasn't expecting to have yeah. this. What would you What would you imagine that relationship to look like? Like from a functional level, like somebody well, honestly, comes to you, to literally just communication. Like, yeah, I, like just open a line of communication with either the the spearheads of your, you know, your content creators, and, and that's not necessarily me. There's plenty of big FIFA guys out there, or you know, for you, for Destiny, for example. Just just talk to you, get get a get an idea of what you know your community wants for their hmm. game. And then they can give feedback on that, you know, even if it's little things like, you know, thank you, we take that on board, or this is why we can't do that, or, you know, and again, I know for EA as a publicly traded company, they can't necessarily release information in certain points until the new queue starts because it has a massive implication on investors and shareholders. And it would just be nice to have a guy that talks to the, the community and says that, says, hey, here's why we can't give you what you want to know. Because mm. that would just appease so many people. Yeah. So do you think, uh, and that like, I'm going to get, this, God damn it, this is so great. Um, <laughs> chat, if, if you're listening to this, or if anyone's listening to this right now, I want you to like pause the podcast, and I want you to go follow uh, Nepenthes anywhere you can, because he's obviously a bright and passionate guy, and if you're looking for more insight like this, please go fu- like i i can't i can't enough but so please do that and then come back okay so now that you're back Appreciate that. now that you're now that you're back um so do you feel like structurally this is something that they could achieve with like okay everybody comes in you know you, these are our key key opinion leaders these are our influencers that have like obviously a disgusting amount of control over the narrative of our game you know the like 
does bringing them in and like having like the top 10 guys come in and like sign an NDA that says like yeah. you will never speak about what's going on inside of this room but we are going to communicate to you what's happening like is that is that something yeah, that, would you that sign would that amazing. NDA I would because then I could tell my audience honestly that hey guys they hear us they they know we're there and there are very valid reasons as to why they can't explain to us what we want to know mm-hmm. and I, for me personally that would just make a lot of people happy it wouldn't it, it would also make a lot of people unhappy for sure but yeah. already what they're doing makes a lot of people unhappy too so i you know for me personally i, I think like honesty and openness has always been something that I've built myself around and again, sometimes to my detriment and, and sometimes it's got me in trouble in ways that I never imagined would have happened. But mm-hmm. I, like, I think that bond with your audience, whether it's a developer to his, his like player, whether it's a, a content creator to their viewer, like they have to have that bond. Otherwise what chance have they really got in, in the fast paced gaming industry and how it's changed. Like even in the last six months, the gaming industry has changed dramatically with Fortnite with Drake bringing, and Ninja, you know, it's, it's yeah. disrespectful to not include him, but yeah, Drake and Ninja bringing together two huge social media integers. Yeah. It's all changing. And I, I'm sure there are a lot of companies out there that are scrambling behind the scenes to get up to scratch with the, the big games and what they're doing right right now. But if you don't know that as a content creator, like what like what you said with destiny you have one game why would why would somebody come back to fifa if they don't know that they're trying to change and don't know that they're trying to be better and how hard would it be for ea to just say hey guys we are making some huge changes planned for the future stick with us we hear your cries we're doing our best i don't think that would be a problem personally Mm -hmm. and i i would i would um you know and i i would i completely agree with everything you said and i think that there's a huge difference between a company saying, and th- and this is, I think that this is the disconnect because again, it's something that worked for a long time. There's a big difference between a company saying for a long, long, long time, hey, we hear you. Um, and then like now everyone is sort of expecting that to be the messaging from the company, but the company that takes it one step beyond to go direct to consumer via like, you know, an influencer and saying like, listen, we talked to the top 15 people in the FIFA space on YouTube and on Twitch. And we had a meeting with them and you, you know, like they're going to share your opinion. They're they're going to share their opinions about that meeting with you. Uh, Like if I would agree with you, I feel like it goes a long way because you would be able to, you know, you'd come out of the meeting, you'd be able to make a video to your, you know, one plus million subscribers on YouTube. Ha ha. Y'all didn't know that yet. Now I hope you're paying more attention. Um, I hope that, I hope that, uh, you know, they could see that as like a huge win for them, because if you come if you come back and say good things, that's awesome for them, you know, because you know what's going on and people are going to be more inclined to trust a message that's coming from a trusted source that they're connected with. Um, yeah. You know, and, and that's I think that I think that the key in the whole space right now um, and ultimately, I think this is going to be like a long term deciding market factor in the gaming space is the companies that learn how to open up now are going to be ahead of the game for the future because whether you like it or not the current state of the internet's not going to change like uh yeah it's and this is something i notice in the esports space too is you know over the past year how many people have kind of left esports contracts to start streaming on twitch and then all of a sudden they're making 10 to 15 times more money than they were making when they were on that team you know the whole the whole market 
is kind of upside down um, right now. And I think that companies have to accept uh, in the gaming space. I think that companies have to accept that over time, the people who play their games are going to eventually end up with more influence than they have. And if you learn how to work with them now, you'll be adept (laughs) at managing that relationship. So in 10 years, when you're like, when your core marketing strategy is, you know, we need this guy with 10 million subs on YouTube and 2 million followers on Twitch and, and, you know, 1.5 million followers on Twitter. Like he's going to play our game. We need to make sure that like, we understand how to manage that relationship and message. Cause if you don't start doing that now, it's going to, it's, I mean, it's a complicated problem, you know, because the risk of it is there too, right? Like what if you went to the meeting and it went bad? Yeah, I, I mean, and, and that, yeah, that is a risk. That That is a risk. You know, like, there's there's a lot of people disengaged with a lot of games right now, and they're mm-hmm. moving over to other games, Fort, you know, Fortnite specifically. Fortnite I, it must was have a huge... Absolutely... Yeah, I'm glad that you identified that. So I didn't mean to interrupt you, but it is. It's no, like no. a huge, it's a huge grab, right? It's a free game that people who have a competitive bent can get into with a high sk- high skill ceiling. So it's absorbed yeah. a lot of people who are, like you said, like disenfranchised. But yeah, keep going. Yeah, so so for you know Fortnite has the most insane player base right now, and I don't know how many how many players play it, but there's around forty million people that play FIFA. Now Fortnite probably has more than that. I I don't know. I don't know if you know the numbers. I have no uh, on people who play Fortnite right now. Yeah, um, I don't know. If I like mean, it is uh, based off of like all of like just numbers that have kind of come across my timeline on Twitter. Like I'm not speaking with absolute authority, but like. I mean, uh, the interest in Fortnite is nearing the peak level of interest that Minecraft ever had. Okay. Um, and the interest, and the other thing about that in this situation is like peak Minecraft was kind of like right around when I started streaming. So okay. the state of the internet has dramatically changed in those six years, right? Like Twitch was yeah. like a little baby company. Now they're owned by Amazon. And yeah. You know, you have 600,000 people tuning in to see, uh, you know, an esports star and and a, and a hip hop star play a game together. You know, yeah. it's well, a- even, even on YouTube as well, there was a, a Spanish content creator got 100 YouTubers together in a game of Fortnite and they peaked at 1.2 million concurrent viewers. I heard about that. Individual streamer. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, uh, so the the. You know, in, so, uh, apparently in February they had three million concurrent players. Like, so the numbers on the board for Fortnite is huge. Yeah, it's uh, massive. And you know, some of the some of the best practices, and and I think you and I maybe can speak to this because of the communities and the games we've played for a while. Some of the things that they do different is like they're they're definitely very active with their community. Like a lot of like a lot of feedback, right? Um, yeah, and, and a lot of and they update the game incredibly yeah. frequently. Yeah, yeah, they update the and, game like every week or every other week. And, and I understand uh, somebody in your chat made the the observation that EA are a publisher and EA Sports are the development team. They're two mm-hmm. entirely separate entities, and Absolutely. that's always overlooked by the FIFA community. People like bash on at EA as if they're the problem, or bash yeah. on at EA Sports as if they're the problem. And it, it's 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 different the way it works. But um, in terms of Fortnite and League of Legends and PUBG, these are like just one game that constantly gets updated. But FIFA is like a yearly cycle. Mm-hmm. And that's a problem for a development team because they're allocated time and resources to make a game. 
And once they've made that game, they are now pushed on to the next game and they have such a limited team and limited resources to fix the current game. Because what I would assume coming from like a, a you know running businesses myself before I got into YouTube, like if if something's broken in FIFA 18, mm-hmm. but it's not causing people to not play the game, what is the point in fixing it? Yeah. Right. Why Especially when you don't have the man hours, uh, yeah, you don't exactly. have the man hours and resources necessary to like delegate that task to be resolved. Yeah, and and so a game like Fortnite again, that they can they can afford to put in so much time and so much energy and so many resources to update this game so continuously because they're not working on Fortnite too. Yeah. So that that um, God, dude, you're 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 fucking smart, man. Um, <laughs> I love that, it. No, you're yeah. No, you, that, <laughs> no, you've got it. You've got a really level head about a lot of this stuff, and I I, I appreciate it. And I, I feel like this is going to be a really edifying conversation for anyone who listens to it. And we'll get to the questions eventually. I don't know how much time you have. Um, um as long as you need. As long as we need. All right, cool. Because I'd I'd like to keep this discussion going. Um, so my my question is is this? So the the key differential between these two. Uh, products Fortnite and you know Fortnite and you know Destiny or FIFA or you know any other game that has like uh, serial releases is that Fortnite is being treated uh, Fortnite is a game as a service right that's why they can invest every uh, you know all these man hours because they're planning on continuously operating and updating it and then the other one is a game as a product right you know this is something that's going to come out once minimal support but then we're going to release another game the next year do you see um or think that like the necessity of of looking at whatever game you're releasing as a potential long-term service is going to be important going forward um generally speaking yes but in in fifa's case i don't personally believe so like like because the you know football is the biggest sport in the world yeah and so fifa they they have a real strong hold on licensing so any competitor is pretty much stifled and, and ea generally as as a studio have, have been known over the decades to just buy small um, small development studios and quash them, right? To, yeah. to stifle any growth of any other company that might rival them. So they're, they're into that whole like monopolization of, of the gaming industry. And with FIFA, it would be so difficult to make it a service instead of a product mm-hmm. because it works as a product right now. Yeah. Year on year, they're selling more than ever and more microtransactions than ever. And that is in no small part because of the gaming industry itself blowing up. Yeah. But also because the product they have, it, it just, it works like that for them. So they might be one of those outliers that remains this way and just because it works. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's fine. I was just, I was just curious because I see, I see the companies that are, are looking at games as a service and they, they tend to be, you know, thriving. And then you have serial yeah. releases and, and it seems like the, I don't know. I mean, there's complaints across the board, but it's just it's really interesting. Like to me, I'd I'd be fascinated by the idea of like they they say like, all right, 2020, like you just buy FIFA <laughs> like you yeah. buy it once and you can buy in at any point in the future. And every year we're going to do what we've been doing. We'll do graphical overhaul. We'll do roster updates, all this other stuff, you know, um, and then, you know, FIFA becomes a game that like, you know, you need to buy like a, an update pack or something. Uh to update your roster or something like that it's that's something that i've always i've always been intrigued by that because sports is such an ongoing in any sport it's like an ongoing evolution of the game yeah Um, and you know it's sort of like you just buy a new season pass every year or something like that 
which would allow yeah. them the the agility necessary, right, to directly address issues in their community. But correct, like you said, yeah. if it's working right now, and, and and I think that's where the the whole I'm, I'm sure EA Sports, the development team, are you know scratching to to get into that and and want a. Uh, a subscription-based game or, or want to engage with their community but their boss ea the the the, the developer sorry the publisher are saying no you, we we're not going to allow that to happen yeah. so what chance do they have you know what choice do they have yeah exactly like it, at the end of the day there's that <laughs> yeah <laughs> and it's all it's all speculative so i had i have a few more like now that we've we've kind of gone down that road i had a few more like content creation questions for you sure um because I am, I, I do YouTube, but I am not a, uh, like, I don't have a golden play button. I don't have a million subs. You do, which is quite an accomplishment. So, you know, congrats on that. Uh, you. You've got quite the stellar social media following. Um, uh, so what, like, what, 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 like, first of all, my question is, like, what was it like, like, the day that you, you hit, like, a million? Was that, like, a big milestone for you? I yeah, was, like, was... talking about how moments like that feel for people. Yeah, it was. I'll be honest. I don't remember it. I don't remember the day. I don't remember where I was or what I was doing. Um, but uh, <laughs> just to have a million subscribers is uh, it's 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 great, but it's it's meaningless in the grand scheme of things, isn't it? Because interaction like, is ultimately what matters, right? Yeah, like the 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 number of people that watch and engage with the videos or with the content is considerably more important than the number of subscribers that the channel has. Yeah. Yeah. That's, <laughs> I told you guys, uh, Nepenthes is smart, but I know he's that smart. Um, so, so you have, uh, so you've, you know, you've got that going on on YouTube. Um, what, because <laughs> we, we've had, we've been having some conversations around Guardian Con and, um, you know, you're, you're, you're going to be part of the charity marathon. You're planning on coming out to the event. What I thought was really interesting when we were talking was, uh, you immediately, like you said yes and then you know we we announced it and then suddenly you're like hitting me up in emails like all of these guys are now interested too um yeah showing that you have like this uh, this massive network like when did you start developing those relationships with the other content creators in your space like was that early on like oh, how did you go on. about yeah. yeah how did you go about doing that uh networking is always a topic that gets brought up on the stream um, a lot and I, I would just love to know like how do you make these relationships? Where do they start? How do you maintain them? Um, um, the, 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 the first, yeah, the first start came from like you, the YouTube messaging service. Like uh, when I was a small content creator with like eight, nine hundred subscribers, mm -hmm. uh, a young, a young boy named KSI. I don't know if you've heard of him. Uh, um, oh, KSI. I, I know. Yeah. I have no idea. Could you? T yeah. <laughs> really? Um, Jesus so Christ, he, man. He, he the had depth 5, of your deck. subscribers. <laughs> like yeah. you're networking. That, this, um, I'm shocked. Holy shit. So, so he had 5,000 subscribers at the time. I had a thousand, less than a thousand subscribers and I loved his content. So mm -hmm. I just reached out to him in YouTube messages. I was like, Hey man, like you want to do something together? You want to make a video? He said yes. And although that video actually never got made, I mean, we made content together over the years, but mm -hmm. although that individual content, like video never got made, that was the start of myself and him striking up some kind of relationship, yeah. friendship. At like, that time it wasn't really a friendship. And then he knew a guy called Cal Freezy, and Cal Freezy is a big content creator, over 3 million subscribers on YouTube, like huge in like the social media scene as well. Mm. And uh, then a guy called A9Skills, who is now 
also going to be coming to GuardianCon. A9 Skills was a streamer back then. He never did YouTube. Mm-hmm. He was strictly Twitch. And A9 Skills did a 24-hour charity stream playing pro clubs, a game mode in FIFA, where you each individually take one player and play on the same team. And uh, in that charity stream, because of the two connections I'd previously made, mm-hmm. I got an invite to this. And so there was like, you know, 15 or 20 of the biggest FIFA content creators at the time there. And it, I don't know, maybe I, I just started talking. I really love talking. Like my, I got that trait from my dad. Like my dad run and my granddad all run pubs for a living. So yeah. the gift of the dad, <laughs> as it, as yeah. it were, um, has always been in my family. So I've always just managed to just connect with people and bond with people immediately. Mm. And it's served really well through youtube but going forwards after that i just i like to reach out to people man i I, in this industry specifically and and not that it's disingenuous either but in this industry who you know is so much more important than key everywhere anything yeah it's just so important like it's so important so i just every time a content creator does something that i enjoy i try and reach out and sometimes and just say like, like what do you say you're just like yeah if that was fucking dope dude yeah, just literally love this. Like, I, I be, way before we even started talking to each other, I I would watch your um, uh, what's that game called? Um, they're just releasing a new version of it now. What's the game that you started playing that I said that I started watching you from? I can't remember. Uh, Borderlands? Off, no, no, not Division. Borderlands. It was yeah, Division. Division so when I started yeah. playing Division, I started watching Division content creators, and so between me and my like close knit social group we would talk about you and watch you and learn from you. And and that was where you came into my life. Like, so every, every single person that I've met that I engage with comes into my life from one way or another. And the FIFA community is pretty close knit in general. Like a mm. lot of the content creators work together. They live together. They, you know, they literally eat, sleep and drink together. Like the, the <laughs> FIFA community is, is quite close knit in that sense. And I just kind of got in on that. I, I, I didn't want to miss out by not being brave enough to just say hey how are you you know yeah yeah that's um that is i don't know that's incredible um one of the big things um and i just i love that you reiterated the point when you opened it up with how you met ksi which is fucking nuts um is you literally saw something they did and you just said hey i like this i think that this you did a great job here you know, compliments are, um, and this this is something that I've I've noticed more often. Compliments seem to be in really short supply. Like it seems yeah. to be incredibly difficult to get a compliment out of somebody's mouth, uh, even if they love your content. Like, I, I mean, and I'm sure you get messages like this all the time. Yo, this video is fucking fantastic, but uh, yeah. could you maybe giggle less? Like, or could yeah. you be less loud? You know. It's it is it's so like a genuine compliment with no back end, no critique. Like it's so rare and it's such a powerful tool to just be a positive force in someone's life and to just go yeah. in and say like I just want this person to feel good about something that they did that was good. Um Yeah, and and I think a lot like a lot of people in social media are scared to do that because of the backlash of negativity they get from giving a positive comment. Like if somebody <laughs> tweets me a positive thing, they will literally get met with a barrage of abuse. Oh, you're sucking his dick. Oh, you love this guy too much. Oh, get a life. Like, and and so it becomes a point. It's like, what? what it's not worth it. It's not worth mm. their time to actually give mm. a positive comment. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's fair, and that's why. Like, ultimately, and and I say this a lot. Like, if you're a content creator, 
like not caring about what other people are going to think about what you do is so key. And it even oh, comes down yeah. to something as simple as networking and giving compliments. Because yeah. as you, as, as Nep so adeptly pointed out, even giving someone a compliment is met with toxicity. Yeah. You know, you say, Hey, good job with X. And then everyone's like, nice dick sucking. You know, uh, it's, it's such a, it's such a weird place. And I, I hope sincerely that, that things begin to change, but even if they don't, um, you can't let someone else's actions prevent you from doing something as common and human as saying, good job, bud. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's just, that's incredible. I love that you don't know when you hit a million subscribers on YouTube. That's like, that's fucking awesome to me. I remember when I hit a hundred thousand subs on YouTube though. Yeah. I was at, uh, I was at one of the like gaming events back in maybe 2013 and I hit it whilst I was at the gaming event. So that's just a memory because of the gaming event. Yeah. It's like anything, tied in but... there with all of yeah. it. Yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. I'm trying to think if I've got anything else, if you've got somebody, uh, who wants to get started on YouTube, Right. They, they, they know they like streaming's not for me. Like, I don't like that. I like to make produced edited content. What, what would your big piece of advice for them be right now? Um, I wouldn't, I like learn, learn the system. Like gaming, the system is absolutely paramount for any content creator on YouTube. Okay. And I don't mean that in like manipulation, but making sure you understand the influence of tags, titles, thumbnails, descriptions, the time you upload, the, the the type of content you upload, like multiple content creators don't know because YouTube aren't forthcoming with this information mm. because they don't want people to manipulate their system. But watch time on a video would be prioritized over views. Like if somebody gets clickbaited and clicks on your video and watches for 30 seconds and then leaves, you're not getting put in recommended. Mm -hmm. But if somebody, if, if you got one fifth of views, but they stayed for 20 times the length, you will now probably get put into a recommended search somewhere. You'll get bumped up mm. in the SEO to some degree. Yeah. And th I think understanding YouTube is probably the primary resource you can you can know because getting viewers on youtube is going to be super tough especially if you don't take the seo over parts of that seriously that is not what i expected you to say but it is so absolutely key right um yeah yeah like the i think that the big thing for anyone who's jumping into content creation uh, and you want to do that as a living. Like if you're, this is, this is not necessarily advice for somebody who's like, yeah, I need to make a YouTube channel for my concrete pouring business. Like, you know, the point for you is to get the content out there so that anyone who's interested in concrete pouring can watch some concrete pouring content. And that's you, um, you know, but if you're in a, if you're in a saturated space, like understanding every single aspect that can give you an edge is key. Like on Twitch, when do I start my stream? What game do I pick? you know, who else is on during this time? What is the schedule for people around me? Like, these are all things that I natural, like at this point, like that's like breathing to me, right? Like I'll yeah. wake up, I'll look, I'll open my Twitch app. I'll see like, who's streaming. What are they streaming? When do they get on? You know, I'll cross reference yeah. that with Twitter and it'll help me make my choices for, for games for the day. Um, but so that, yes, like you have to go out there and make the content, but the key is for growth is always like in the details so learning about the uh, <laughs> learning about the the ins and outs of the YouTube algorithms, finding what makes something trend. 
I had, you'll you'll like this. I had my first experience with actually seeing the power of of a video that I put out trend um in like a really fucking long time. <laughs> um, oh yeah. Yeah. Uh so I uh you know we were doing Sea of Thieves the first day and we were I assume I was assume that I was one of the first people to get a video on YouTube of us fighting the Kraken, right? Sure. And so this video that's based off my understanding of YouTube back when I used to do it, it's not core content. It's not what I usually publish. It's definitely not Destiny, and it's not gaming analysis, which is kind of the stuff that I built my channel on. It's just a random highlight of us fighting a Kraken is like one of the top 10 viewed things on my channel now because it hit you know all those metrics the right way yeah yeah uh and and that uh, i had never i had never ever experienced that <laughs> you know and, so, and that's incredible because what that does is it brings a new audience to your channel that will watch your regular daily exactly content. yeah exactly um so and and i think that i think that that's something where twitch has a lot of synergy with youtube like um mindset wise you have to be looking for moments where they're like advertising moments for your content, right? Like this is a moment where I'm going to get a million views. This is a moment on Twitch where I'm going to have 10,000, 20,000, 30,000 viewers because of how I've set up this, this pitch. Right. But after that, and everyone wants to focus on those high moments, but after that, like you have to do the work every day and invest in the people who stick around. Otherwise, what's the point you're just going to be chasing your tail forever yeah, you you yeah yeah if, if you keep chasing you know chasing the dragon so to speak you you will ultimately fail and, and it's it's my personal opinion that anybody that gets into this industry because they want to make a living from it primarily will fail ultimately mm-hmm. because you have to love the games you play the people you play games with your audience and you have to love the industry because like content creation is so much less about content creation than anything else. Like, you know, when you stream, yes. when you make a video, it's it's nigh on the least important part of your day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Like making like making good quality content is something like if you're passionate about like that's gonna happen. Um yeah. but the details of of learning how to reinvest in your community, how to give back, um, making sure that your community feels heard that you're you're there for them that you're active everywhere that your distribution is on point right like you put up the youtube video but like now that you've got that there and you timed everything else about that right what's the best time to post it on twitter (laughs) what's the best time to post it on facebook and instagram and you know if you snap snapchat uh you know everywhere right um there's so many more details and i have noticed uh you know when i started doing this podcast about six months ago the big move on this podcast for me was to start investing so hard back into my community that nobody could ever question my intent, right? Like this guy is doing this because he gives a shit because I have, I always have. And I would, I would sit on the couch at night and I would be fucking pissed when people would, you know, hit me up on Twitter and be like, this motherfucker's just in it for the money. And so like, I wanted, (laughs) I wanted to make something like that was like, you know, a product that gave back to my community so hard. I like that those people would shut their fucking mouth. And, um, but, but but I definitely think there's something like the the whole stigma of money. I I do believe. Yeah. Let's talk about that. Taken into consideration, right? Like this is people's jobs, their livelihoods. A lot of people have actually left 
working at whatever job they were working at to make a living here. So if they see an opportunity to make an extra buck here or there, as long as it's not disingenuous, don't, yeah. get, don't get on their backs for it. You know what I mean? Like, Absolutely. It, uh, embrace that. Embrace that promotion that they've got this day. Embrace that tweet that has a hashtag ad at the end of it. And, and you know, encourage them for making a living in such a tough industry. Yeah. I think that that's, that's a key point too, right? Like the, uh, if, if somebody's out there and they're making smart money moves, right? Like uh, one of the best things a community can do to support a bro- and like I, I I wish that this is one of the places where I really wish that we could talk about raw numbers on this, but you know like advertisers and deals and things like that. Just just know that like the financial impact from a community responding positively to any sort of advertising or uh or uh, sponsored content like you hitting the like button on a tweet could be worth a hundred, 200 fucking dollars to the advertiser. Yeah, yeah, genuinely um, good, yeah. And in the, yeah. And, and like, that's, that's not an exaggeration on some point. So, uh, and I, I say this, I, I say this to tell you, um, there are a lot of people who consume content every day and they do it for free. Not be wishing that they could support financially. Um, yeah. And that's and that's it's and like we'll talk about the counterbalance of this in a second because we're just having such good conversations. Um, not like if your streamer or or your YouTuber is doing content like this, like that little level of interaction could be something that like at, like you know if everyone in the community does it, like that's your mortgage paid that month or yeah. you know your bills paid or like you know that's that's like. <laughs> your kids going to college money or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. Um, But yeah, so that's like, that's just key. Like if you're out there and you're like, I wish I could support, I don't know how this is a way for you to disproportionately impact um, the value of someone else's content Um, on the flip side. And you brought this up first and I appreciate it is the con like at the same point, like if, if your person that you watch every day um, is like, saying fuck these kind of games i hate these kind of games these kind of games are shit and then suddenly they play that kind of a game and put it on your timeline don't interact with that shit <laughs> you know uh, yeah. uh if it's if it's disingenuous to who they are then like you know well, they- okay so i actually have uh something sorry to cut off i actually have no that's cool that because my uh nick 2018 big fortnite fan he plays sure. fortnite all the time yeah. and he was gassing me to play like come and play with me come and play with me I'm yeah, like, yeah. Dude, I, just, I just don't enjoy it right yeah. um i played for a couple hours with him and it i just didn't enjoy it however i still watch content creators when they play it. him specifically some of the other guys sure i got approached by epic games to make a video on fortnite sure. for a, you know high cpm oh this is good and this is really good perspective i like I, this keep I, going I'm denied, I am denied about it i sat there and like i talked to my management team and i said hey look I, I just i don't particularly enjoy this game this would be disingenuous of me to make a video for money regarding this game. Mm-hmm. Um, however, like we had some discussions and, and it's, it's CPM based as well, right? It's not yeah, like yeah. they're paying me a fat fee. It's it's based on views. Yeah. So I, I thought, you know what? Let me just give the game another try. And I actually gave Fortnite another try and yeah. now I'm fully engaged in Fortnite, right? Yeah, and so right. then I did end up making that video, but it is it was incredibly hypocritical of me 
in one sense to say, yeah. I don't like Fortnite, but hey, now I have a paid sponsorship opportunity. I'm going to play Fortnite. But on the one hand, going back to the game for a second time, in in spite of the financial paid opportunity, yeah. actually really changed my opinion on the game. Mm-hmm. Well, you took, I mean, like, but the, the, I mean, even inside of that story, like you took a beat, you talked to your management, you voiced your concerns, and then you're like, okay, I'll try it again, which is completely different than, um, you know, just saying like, I hate this, I hate this, and the next day there's, there's content that popped out, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like there was a process, and that's, and that's, and that, and this goes way back to the beginning of our conversation, it was like, that's where being open and honest is like the biggest fucking asset you could ever have right yeah like, absolutely like you know you've been open and honest that you didn't like a game and then you know somebody approaches you for something you give it a second try and you can like you can document that process hey you know like i'm gonna check out fortnite again everyone seems to be enjoying it um you know you can even be so uh, like you can be so clear as saying like and i might have an opportunity coming up with them but i'm not gonna play this game if i don't like it well i actually then- did say that i tweeted out so, <laughs> my video on. so you did everything right <laughs> oh my god <laughs> Yeah. Some, some guy literally said to me, I thought you didn't like this game. You're only playing it for money. And my response was, well, actually, yes, I'm going to try it again because I've been given an opportunity yeah. in such a competitive industry for a game that's blowing up. So I would be a fool to not take this opportunity in my best interests. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and again, like laying it out there like that and being honest is on the content creator side, like that's insulation against, you know, like accusations of being a douchebag. Uh, but it also because, doesn't stop people from being douchebags. Yeah, no, nothing's like, going to stop pick. them. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, like the amount of people that cherry pick things that I've said that I've contradicted weeks, months, sometimes even years later. You know, sometimes I've said like I don't like such and such player in FIFA, and then three months later I'm using them, and then all of a sudden I just get a barrage of people be like, I remember three months ago at this <laughs> minute on this hour when Ooh. you said this, and now you've lied to your fans, and I'm like, yeah. come on, man, I'm I'm. A, I'm allowed to change my opinion. I'm man. a human being. I have evolving. Yeah. I have evolving thoughts on stuff. I think that that's a that's a really key um, opinion and point for anybody who's out there. Like when you're making content, always be open to saying, "But I could change my mind." And then if you yeah, change I'm, your mind, like it's an opportunity for you to rise to the occasion of being exam- in, in a in an extreme world where everyone thinks that everything you say is like a contract written in stone. Being yeah. the person that and, and can say sorry is big. To, like content creation, like you said earlier in your your destiny portion of the stream, those that put all their eggs in a destiny basket are struggling right now, right? And, and maybe some of them are yeah. or aren't. Maybe some of them have external business practices that are g- generating them revenue. But generally speaking, if you don't adapt to the situations as they progress, and in this industry because it is progressing so quickly, no one can keep yeah. up. If you don't adapt, you will just get left behind. Exactly. Exactly. And it's it's important, you know, and uh, uh, to (laughs) as a content creator, you have to realize that some of the bets you place on content will pay off and some of the bets you place won't. And if you continuously operate under the assumption that your biggest bet could fail, that's going to that's going to change the way that you make content. And it's going to make sure that you're always ready to adapt. You know, the people that were ready for the eventuality that destiny two could under deliver are doing okay. The people yeah. that didn't consider that to ever be a possibility, um, have had a hard time sort of coming out from under that. And they're still doing fine because if you're a quality content creator, you're going to be okay. If you've built a yeah. base, 
no matter kind of how bad things fail, as long as you don't give up, you're going to you're going to get there. But always assuming that, you know, that that failure is a, an option and part of the equation, a possibility uh, will go a long way in your your ability to, to make content. I, I don't know about you, bro, man, but the way my life's gone, I don't assume that failure will be an option. I am certain <laughs> that I will fail. I like, I literally wake Fair, up every day. Dude. Like, how am I still, how, like, this is it. You know, when it, like my dad always told me, if it sounds, sounds too good to be true, it probably is. Well, this life I live is too good to be true. So it, it can't, it can't continue because it just, I, it's so <laughs> unexpected from me and what I set my goals to achieve as a young boy and what I wanted to do in my life growing up. Like I, 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 I feel like so inherently lucky to just be here Mm. I'm feel like I'm gonna wake up one day and it would have all just been a dream, you know? Yeah, that's I mean that is like that's killer perspective, right? That's I like that idea a lot. <laughs> um, yeah, man, and it's probably I mean it's probably part of the reasons why you're still around because you're always ready for it to go away. <laughs> Maybe so. I've to, I mean like I don't know like I I I have I have moments where I'm just like what happens if you know my channel explodes and what do I yeah. do next and. Um, I, I think that having like a healthy dose of, um, of, of realization that any individual project you're working on can fail out huge, uh, but still having the self-confidence to say like, no matter what the fuck happens, like I'm going to figure out a way to come out of it on the other side, instead of just assuming that if, you know, project one fails, you're fucking dead and you're out of it and it's never coming back, you know? Uh, yeah. it's like that healthy balance. Um, I don't, you made me realize that I think about things the same way that you do, at least, at least as far as like, this is a dream and I could wake up and it could be gone the next day. Um, you know, that's definitely a feeling I get upon many an occasion. Yeah. Especially like, like, you know, the, the sums of revenue I earn right now are, have exceeded anything I ever imagined in my life. And I, I like, I've set my life up. Like, you know, I live, I have, I, live, I, I don't mean to brag. It's just the facts. I have three houses. I have a couple of nice cars. I've got two kids, mm-hmm. but I've got mortgages on those houses, right? Yeah. And I sit there and think, well, what happens if the sums of revenue I earn now? What happens if Adpocalypse 4.0 comes to YouTube? And yeah, all of a right. Like then, my you're, revenue goes, then you're now I can't sustain my life. Like that's and that that is that that fear motivates me to grind so much harder than I think I ever would have done before. Man, motherfucker! Like, I was thinking about. <laughs> Jesus Christ, this is so good. So, like, uh, first of all, thank you for being honest about that. I think that, like, so you have a contingency plan. Like, shit goes down and like, bye-bye house one and two. Maybe yeah, exactly, even, yeah. maybe, maybe even bye-bye this current house and, like, I might yeah, have to be in an apartment. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And the fact that you're ready for that, which is key, chat, uh, is huge. But, like, I was thinking about that today, like... Um, you know, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of cultural talk about like make sure you don't overextend yourself and and all this other stuff and and I'm all about that, but at the same time, you know, when you start like for me, the moment when I realized like oh shit, uh, making con- like when I bought my home, the pressure of knowing that that mortgage is gonna be there for you know 30 years, yeah, is something that drives me to to work harder. You know, yeah. uh, being successful doesn't have to make you soft. Um, being successful doesn't have to make you, you know, weak. You don't have to sit back and, and couch on your laurels. I think as long as you're not out there buying dumb shit, <laughs> you know, oh, uh, if dude, you, you know, uh, yeah, 
if you're I not out there you, i'm sitting here in tracksuit bottoms that i've had for the last five years man. yeah like, exactly that's what i was gonna say like i have a nice house but i should have bought new shoes because my current shoes hurt my feet but i've yeah. had these shoes for a year and a half you know um so being being prepared to downsize and go back to zero is like really really key um and but at the same time having things that you like to keep you motivated like i want to keep these because i like that i have them um it's yeah, also I, I, a cool I, motivator at the end of the day for, for me i think i've spent i've invested a lot in my content like you know my setup is pretty geared i've got all the consoles mm-hmm. that i need you know the i I've, actually i would love to get some help with sound from you because your voice is anytime man and my mine is quite airy you know and i know that's a lot to do with the environment that i'm in rather than the the mic quality itself but um i invest a lot there but other than that it's like i I don't know if you have kids not yet okay so i like i just had my as you know yeah you had your second kid congratulations got a three-year-old daughter and I, I, again, it comes down to fear, but the fear of failing her as a father mm-hmm. just makes me sacrifice wearing Gucci shoes and a nice suit because I'd rather pay off my mortgage 20 years early so that she never, ever has to worry about yes. money going forward in yeah. her life. Yeah. And, and at the same time, like, and being in a position where that's an option, right? Like, uh, I get yeah. a sense that you probably came from not a lot. Yeah, that's right. I did too. Um, uh, well, at least like I had a pretty mediocre middle of my life. And then when I went out on my own, I refused my parents help. Um, (laughs) even when I was like, you know, selling blood plasma so I could buy food. Right. (laughs) So, and they were like, just let us pay your, pay your rent for a month. And I was like, no, I'm going to do it. You know, like, (laughs) you know, I was, I was that guy because I needed that. Um, you know, having, being afraid of losing or, or letting people down that, you know, in your family or, or for me, like a big thing is I don't want to live a life where I have regrets. Like I didn't want, I've said yes to a lot of crazy ass shit. Like I lived in Puerto Rico for a little while because I was like, Oh, that looks like an interesting job. I'd feel like shit if I said no five years from now. So I'll, I'll, I'll say yes to this. Um, you know, making sure you're saying yes and you're taking chances is is just I don't, it's key, man. It's so key. Yeah, it's important. Um, so this has been a phenomenal conversation. Uh, but <laughs> I would love to get uh to get some folks in uh, and ask some questions. Uh, if you're listening uh, now, we do this live on Twitch. Uh, we use Discord. You can go to Discord.gg/broman and and you know sign up there. Uh, when we're doing these lives, you hang out in a chat room named High Quality Hugs. Uh, and I will pick you and we get on, uh, we'll, we'll get you in here and, and we'll answer your questions. So, uh, we're going to grab this guy. He was the first in today. This is a uh, dirty Viking. Yo. Oh shit. Oh shit. Yo, what's up, man? Hold on, bro, man. Okay. All right. That's Let cool. Mute your, mute your stream. Here. Okay. I got okay. Whew. Whew. You're here, dude. We're in here. We're here. I have notes. Oh, okay, I love so, it, man. Uh, first time, All right. First time, long time, first born private school that I got to go to for free because my dad taught there. You know, the strict agnostic uh, Nintendo household, all that shit. Okay. Uh, <laughs> agnostic <laughs> Nintendo household. I love it. All right. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, so uh, we just went on an emotional experience together. You don't know, but I listened to all 50 plus episodes of Ask Bro Man uh, while working over the last month. So awesome. Thank you. It was awesome. Um, yeah, I guess my first question is, uh, I suck at Twitter. Okay. 
So never really re reused it a whole lot. Uh, you know, was against it to begin with, and Vine happened. It was like, oh, I really hate it now. Uh, but do you have any tips for just like trying to have a little more Twitter in your life? Sure. Um, I'll tell you my strategy, and we'll see what Neps is. Um, but for me, like, uh, I was really afraid of Twitter for a long time, and I kind of treated it like a billboard system. Like, like you know, people were scrolling through, and then like it would just like my my tweets. If you go back, like a lot of my tweets were like, "I'm live, I'm live, I'm live, I'm live," and that was it. <laughs> yep. Like it was like yep. if you were going down my feed, you're like driving down a highway, and you're like, "This motherfucker is just you, never." It's a bot, you know, it's, yeah, it's the same yeah. shit. Um. So I um. So what I what I like to do, and I think the way you know Twitter is right now is it's designed for you to be able to jump in on conversations. Uh, so like posting your thoughts on you know like whatever game release came out or like whatever ha whatever's happening in the world, which of course you can do at your own risk. Um, you know I think that that's a great way to start generating content for Twitter. Uh, also things that tend to outperform on Twitter uh, are you know any any sort of. Uh, content rich like video or images like if you have a dope ass mm. infographic and you throw that on twitter it's going to really get a lot of traction because that's the sort of information people are looking for um videos yeah. do pretty good on twitter as well um so that's how i use twitter nep what uh what are your suggestions um like so does dirty viking want to grow an audience on twitter or are you looking to just engage in twitter um just you know engage network like i've just never really used it before you know yeah, I mean, personally at all so 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 following people that you already like so for example broman following him and then jumping in on his conversations will be yeah. a good starting point to to find more people that you would then bond with like because i'm sure there are pe people in his like threads on twitter that you agree with or even disagree with that you would then start engaging with and that would be a good way to go about things i personally use twitter uh, to argue a lot, actually, I, I, <laughs> I, I argue a lot. It on is Twitter, the place. But, um, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'll be honest. If I wasn't a content creator, if I didn't have an audience, I probably wouldn't use Twitter. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because it just doesn't interest me in the slightest. Yeah, yeah. So okay, there's a there's yeah there's a little perspective about you know if you're you know making content rich stuff is a great way to build an audience, but definitely using it to to jump in like Twitter. Twitter gives everyone permission to have a conversation with everyone else in the world, right? Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. Matt Damon could tweet something, and you could go, yo, what's up, Matt Damon? How the fuck are you? And then he could read that. You know, I, I'm i I'm always shocked because on Twitter, you know, I'm verified. So there's a tab for verified. It's like notifications, mentions verified. And I'm always shocked at what happens. Like, who is actually paying attention to their feed would surprise you. Like uh, Kevin, mm -hmm. Kevin was having a Twitter argument with somebody in the Guardian account account and I was tagged in it and they referenced Mark Hamill, you know, Luke fucking Skywalker. And then, <laughs> uh, you know, three hours later, there's on my verified tab, there's like three likes from Mark Hamill. Like he's that. <laughs> that so crazy. two random people arguing on the Internet got Luke Skywalker's, uh, you know, Mark Hamill's attention enough for a moment that he read what they said and liked it. You know, that sort of dynamic is fucking bonkers, right? Yeah. So uh, definitely look at Twitter as permission to talk to whomever you want. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess next is, uh, so I've been streaming like a month and okay. uh, the 
you know, through my progression of listening to Asbro, man, you're like, okay, well, if you're starting out from zero, don't start on Twitch. Not the best place. So we did Facebook. Uh, and I know you're going to say, you know, just stream both places. Uh, but then, you know, I think it was like in the high 40s, uh, you told mm-hmm. somebody, well, if it's just your hobby, uh, then stay on Twitch. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. It It is. I mean, and this, this is my advice evolving over time, right? Um, yeah. As I kind of get more context from people. Uh, but what you're referencing is, yeah, like if you're if your goal is to monetize your hobby, there's no better place than Twitch because um, there's easy access to monetization with the affiliate program. Um, uh, being, you know, being partnered and going full time based off of Twitch is much more difficult now than it was five years ago. Um, whereas it might be a lot easier for you to, you know, if like it took me a lot, it took me, you know, one and a half years of networking and then I started streaming and then I went full time, you know. So if you're if you're looking at the same timeline, uh, you know, a year and a half from now, broadcasting on, on Mixer or Facebook might get you to a place where you have a whole hell of a lot more than I did after my year and a half on Twitch. So it's really about aligning your behavior with your goal set. And I I mean, I'll just I'll tell you hands down, like Facebook's the biggest social network in the world. Building a community on Facebook is not a bad fucking idea, period. Yeah, like period. Here's 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 a long play situation, right? So uh, you stream on Facebook. It doesn't really go as well as you like. They botch all their monetization tools. They 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 fuck up, you know, Facebook gaming. Now you're left with a Facebook page that has 200,000 followers and you can't monetize it. Like, but these are all people who were attached to you at some point, right? Now you flip it and you're like, okay, I'm going to monetize this. You find something you're passionate about, make a product, and you use that Facebook page as a base to launch your product. advertise the link to my twitch yeah well (laughs) advertise the link to your twitch or whatever you know like they're like it's never a bad idea especially starting from zero to just build as much community everywhere as you can so even if it fails it's not a failure those are my thoughts yeah Uh, i agree with that for me personally i don't use facebook i i've i just hate the platform just in general um so i don't i don't use facebook but definitely i think you touched on it earlier bro like my my social media presence generally it's quite large everywhere. Like I have a huge Instagram following, a huge Twitter following, a huge Twitch and a huge YouTube. And that comes from being engaged, engaged with all four platforms at the same time. So if YouTube is broken and Subbox aren't working, it doesn't really affect me as much as it might affect somebody who doesn't engage in other platforms because people can see my Twitter that I've tweeted that I've got a video or they're watching me on Twitch and they'll be like, hey, why didn't you upload today? And I'm like, I did, YouTube's just broken. Like, you know, so yeah, def- definitely like spreading yourself out between all the platforms is good but having like your main one spot is also super important for 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 growth yeah for sure um okay well that's all i really have for for today if anything else (laughs) hit up those dms yeah absolutely man he can hit up my dms on instagram anytime you really you really don't have a facebook page like at all I mean, like, I have a personal Facebook page that I haven't hey. logged into for some years. Gotcha. I, I, actually, I did have a, like, an Apenthes business page, but mm. uh, during my legal troubles a couple of years ago, they the government shut that down, so... Ah, uh, yeah, I understand, I understand. Yeah. Well, if it's possible, <laughs> you should bring, you should bring, you should try and get one back online, because I feel like... Uh... So tell me, tell me the hype of Facebook, because I, I genuinely here's don't... The, here's, here's what I like about Facebook, okay? Um, and, and with someone for your social reach already, like the, the first play that I see in my mind for you is if you get people 
Uh, oh, yeah. Make sure you guys go follow Dirty Viking at switch.tv slash Dirty Viking D1 RTY Viking. There you go. Uh, apologies on that. Um, uh, yeah. So, like, the first play for you is, like, you tweet out, hey, everybody, follow me on Facebook, and you get your, like, 100,000 whatever followers there because, like, that's kind of your drill down, right? Your 10% engagement rate that's just going to follow you anywhere. Sure. Um, yeah. Well, now, whenever you launch a YouTube video, you can post it there. It'll hit all their feeds. And then you can, you know, you can spend, you know, five dollars, ten dollars to boost posts to boost that post to people that are in your feed. So if adpocalypse happens again or if the algorithm changes, right, um, you have a delivery method that's outside of the ecosystem of of, of YouTube that makes you less vulnerable. Because you okay. have do control. You boost yourself. Do you? Yeah, I do absolutely do. I boost. Okay. Yeah. I mean, uh, I will tell you there's a fun little stat. Uh, during the Destiny 2 launch, every video that I put on YouTube, I spent around $5 advertising it to just target it on people that were fans of Destiny. Every single YouTube video I did that on, I made uh, I made uh, multiple times more money than I put into the Facebook ad. And this, and, I had and, three, and I had 3,000. I only had 3,000 followers on, on Facebook when I was doing that. Oh, wow. That's incredible. So, Do you think that's the engagement that you want, though? Do you think you want people I, that are... Yeah, I mean, like, I, I, uh, like, I think all advertising is good, right? So, sure. uh, it was introducing my content to people who hadn't seen it before. Um, you know, yeah, like, obviously, like, that was cool because I got a monetary ROI on that. But I also have people who are in my channel every day that have subbed to me that found me because of a Facebook ad. Oh, that's awesome. So, it, it also, like, it's, it's just more opportunity to create an incredibly deep relationship with people. Uh, I, I think it's, it's weird to me like because content creators, everyone gets really weird around advertising their own content, but every single one of us yeah. is our own business, and there's no business yeah. on the world that in on the planet that's like, you know what we shouldn't do? Advertise. That's horrible, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. And and so um, oh, I've got my train of thoughts gone. Never mind. <laughs> that's cool. Bottom line is, back. I think you should absolutely set up a Facebook page, even if oh, you... Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was going to ask. Do, do you do everything yourself or do you have a team oh do i have a social media helps? manager uh i the only employee that i have is an editor hi tallis uh and he will he repackages uh the content from twitch uh or if i make one-off youtube content so that it fits on youtube and uh he takes my highlights and makes them sign up sort of more instagram centric so okay um but that's kind of all he does i've been looking into doing like uh, a little bit more social media management just so that i don't specifically for the podcast because there are there there sometimes there's weeks where i forget like fuck i didn't put that on soundcloud and then i go back and right. i hit everyone's soundcloud feed with like 10 uploads and that's that's unprofessional yeah. um but i like at the end like i want to be the person who pushes the button to make it go live Absolutely. um and that's a yeah, that's a personal that. preference you know uh i know yeah, there's a lot of makes, I, I don't really have a team of people like i have a graphics guy that does work for me i have a few like a few like i guess um intermittent employees that will just do me you know menial things for me that i genuinely just don't have time to do but yeah i, I do everything myself and i like my worry would be like adding facebook into my already strenuous yeah. schedule would might just be that one thing too much you know absolutely absolutely i think that uh like ultimately like there's a lot of automation tools out there and it takes you know it'll take like 10 15 hours over the court even if it takes you like a month to like learn how to do it 
and then it can be another button click in your day. You know, yeah. Uh, I, there's obviously, and and this is a great conversation to have, and I'm glad we're having it on like a high level because I think it's going to benefit a lot of people. And I promise we're going to get back to your questions. Um, but like, there are definitely places where uh you're going to be able to engage with people better. Like I'm better on Twitch than I am on YouTube, and I know that sure. because I'm a I'm a good live performer. Um, and uh, so while I am maybe am not the best, uh. You know, I'm not, it's not the best delivery uh, for me, like on some other platforms. I still participate them, but I like to participate in them to the level of my strength. For some sure. things, that's just hitting the please also share this on button when I'm posting. Um, yeah. For other things, it's like organic posting that I'm going to sit down and I'm going to do time to, to put it out there. So it's also operating on your level of tolerance. Yeah, sure. That makes perfect yeah. sense. All right. <laughs> All right, let's get uh, Mr. Stokey G here. Yo. Oh, my God. I'm going to get starstruck now. Oh, no, it's all good, dude. <laughs> no, it's fine. Um, sorry, I was just in a deep discussion in that group. Oh, then. I'm that sorry. Cool. I fucking... That no, always no, no. happens. <laughs> Man, don't worry about it. Do all not right. worry about all it. Right. Um, I just wanted to come on to say, first of all, uh, I love the podcast series. Uh, the last two weeks, I've done nothing but listen to that. And that has made me switch over to Mixer from Twitch. Because okay. I'm planning to make this a full-time thing. So I hope that that goes really well for you, man. There'd yeah, be honestly, some cool stuff coming down the pipe. It's some, uh, it was some awesome advice because I've been streaming on Twitch for quite some time now. And I'm not seeing much benefit out of it. And I'm sort of stuck with those pool of streamers who are constantly sending retweets out to each other and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, that's where we are with it. Cool, cool. Um, so yeah, my, my big question really is, uh, with Mixer being a, a brand new platform, um, I've been seeing this Restream, uh, at, I think it's Restream.io. Restream.io. Uh-huh. Yeah. I've seen that come up. Would you recommend actually going and using that to maybe Restream onto Facebook, YouTube, and, and also Twitch so, as well? So it's, it's, a uh, based off of the feedback I've gotten from people who use it, um, it's on a corporate level, it's really fantastic. Like, uh, you know, you can take your Twitch stream and put it everywhere else. So you get, you know, maximum market penetration on your live content to everywhere it can be for individuals. Um, it can be a little bit disjointed. Like they do have a chat unification feature where you you on your end can see everyone in every chat. Mm. Um, my my current feeling on it is it's better to go all in on one location. Um mm. Because when you start to sort of split your focus, it, it's difficult, um, especially with live content. And that's that's what sort of makes live content different is that you can't repackage it. It's only happening in one moment. Uh, people only can kind of really consume it inside of that moment uh, mm. in the live context. So, you know, I would recommend, you know, just kind of like saying, like, this is where I want to be and I'm going to place my bet here. Um. Restream is it, it can be useful. I think that it's a more useful tool for learning where you feel like you fit in, like right, putting ahead. your content in front of everybody and then seeing which community sort of responds the best. But ultimately, uh, if things have been going good for you on Mixer, like doubling down there is the smart is the smartest idea in my mind. Yeah, um, that's sort of how I felt about it at the moment. But I've, I said I saw some people start mentioning. I was like, hmm, okay, what's this all about? So I did a little bit of research, but I was just yeah, I was keen to get some sort of feedback on how people are finding that before I even dove into it myself. Yeah, I I, but, um, I don't think sorry. people are getting the results they want from it. Mm. Um, and until uh, and, and I don't personally have a solution. So like until I see a really solid execution, like a good growth strategy um, or I think of one, it's kind of hard. Yeah. 
is is this does it restream it live as well so you're essentially live on two platforms yeah so you'd be live and, and, like... and so one of the biggest problems that comes with that is that you are literally diversifying your own audience mm. and so in like the way twitch works for example the more viewers you have the higher up you are on the list like if you click on in real life right now and you have you know broman has six seven hundred viewers right now if he is also streaming on youtube and also on facebook there might only be 300 people in this twitch stream which would limit his opportunity of being seen by a new viewer because he's diversified himself mm -hmm. so it would be beneficial anyway just to stay on one platform at one time just oh, because yeah. it can help you grow from there yeah so um so based on the 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 podcast I've been listening to, Mixer seemed like a, a logical step, but the bit I was most impressed about with Mixer was the uh, the hype zone feature they put in for the yes. sort of Fortnite and PUBG uh, Battle Royale games. I thought that is absolutely genius mm -hmm. because it's actually given people at least, what, 300, 400 eyeballs on their stream if they get into a top 10 position. Yeah, um, so that's... Which is I mean, fantastic. They're, one, of the, one of the big, really unique things that's sort of happening in the streaming space is like, when when Twitch was created, like it was originally a live streaming site called, you know, Justin, um, Justin and you know, yeah, uh, Justin TV. You know, so so it's got a lot of really old architecture, uh, and you know, it's definitely got the first mover market advantage. Like that's one of the reasons why it's the biggest, and now everyone's kind of trying to play catch up. Uh, but the thing is, is that when you don't have, when you're not the first mover in a space, you can innovate around uh, and create features that are more beneficial. Um, to the people who use your product because, you know, the other person in, in you know, getting there first might have inefficient systems. So one of the big key advantages that Mixer has and that Facebook has as soon as Facebook sort of finishes their 1.0 development on their app is that they're going to be able to do things with their platforms that Twitch just can't. Um, mm. um, or it'll take Twitch a really long time. Uh, you know, we've been asking Twitch for you know, consecutive sub counts on Twitch for a long time uh, or cumulative sub sub counts instead of consecutive. Yeah. So people can take breaks, you know, uh, and then come back and sub again and they get to keep, you know, their their num their numerical count up the uh, you know, there are features like that that will be easier to develop on another platform because it's newer. Uh, I also really like Mixer because, I mean, it's Microsoft. They can vertically integrate your stream into every single platform. Like if Microsoft wants to make a really aggressive move and be like, guess what? Every time I scroll over to the corner of my my computer and I click this little Windows icon, it says, you know, it's got life at life at a, at a glance and play and explore like they could throw your stream right there mm. on the on the millions, if not billions of people who are using Windows 10. So there's a lot of unexplored features that can happen with them. So, yeah, Um I think that I think that focusing on them and as they develop a more feature set, I, I think they're going to be a, a legitimate competitor, and I'm excited to see where that pushes the space. Yeah, I'm hoping that's the case as well because I think Twitch could definitely use with the competition. Yeah, uh, to also push that platform further as well. Platform, um, uh, competition is great for everybody. Yeah, yeah. it works out best for everyone. But um, yeah, the, the bit that um, I, I guess mixes the only the only drawback I see so far is that because it's a you know branded as a Microsoft product because they bought it. Mm -hmm. uh, that comes with his own drawbacks to people going, oh, you can only stream Xbox on there. Because when I first mentioned it to um, sort of the community I've been a part of for a while, uh, I was like, mm -hmm. oh, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go convert over to Mixer now. Um, you guys can find me here, etc. And they go, oh, you can only stream your Xbox there, right? And I was like, no, you just set up OBS like you would yeah. Switch anything else. It's you exactly can, uh, the same. You can stream uh, on, and th this, I'll be, ha I'll be happy to say this all the time. You can stream on Mixer using whatever platform you want. Mm -hmm. Um 
Uh, Microsoft did not become Microsoft by being in, uh, like really, really, uh, 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 I don't know what the right word is, protective of their brand. If they want Mixer to succeed, they need to put Mixer everywhere that Twitch is and beyond. So that means yeah. like Mixer's probably going to need an app on your PlayStation. Mixer's probably going to need an app on your phone. Like it's going to need representation on every single platform where people play games because it is a game streaming site. You know? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's so far. Did I say Apple instead of Microsoft? Oh, 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 no, 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 no. Okay, no, someone was just making a comment. Yeah, uh huh. Microsoft is is they they want to win the market and they're going to go where the market is. Mm. That's so that's the only drawback I've seen of it so far. Um, obviously, it's lacking a few features, but I'm sure that's all to come. Yeah, because it's still a young platform. So I'm I'm excited to see where it goes. I'm I'm kind of happy I made the jump over to it while it's still in its infancy. Yeah, I um, mean, I'm hoping to hoping to make it over there. Really. Yeah. Yeah, I think that I think that that's that's good, man. Nep, do you have any you have any advice for this fine gentleman as he heads just, off? Just keep, just keep going, dude. If you're genuinely passionate about it, like be be prepared. Like I, Bram, I mentioned earlier, in a year and a half for him before he really started making his big break. Is that fair to say? Bram? It was a year and a half before I made enough money to pay my own rent, which was yeah, six hundred dollars a month. <laughs> and for me personally, like uh, revenue was like there was no advertising when i first started i my first two years were just because i loved it mm. and yeah so now you know be, be prepared for a year or two potentially of fighting against the grain building your audience and 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 being there for them and in that t- time just make sure you're consistent and uh, give it your best shot and, and i'm sure you know what I, what I will take from this straight away is that you're very well spoken you're very clear you're concise you know what you want and that already goes a long way in this industry Mm. Oh man, I appreciate that. Thank you. Oh, the 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 fucking top level feedback from Net Man. I agree with everything he just said about you. Uh, unlike our last guy, do you want to let people know where they can find you on Mixer? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm under the Mr. Stokey G tag uh, on Twitter, Mixer, uh, Instagrams to come because I want to try and integrate that in into how I sort of push videos out. You know, where people can find me. It's, absolutely, it's so, yeah. So um, yeah, that's that's where you guys can find me. All right, awesome, dude. You have a great day. Yeah, so appreciate that, Broman, and uh, thank you again, Nap, as well for that awesome feedback. Love it. See you guys. Bye, dude. Oh, that was man. You're mm, this is good. This is a good one, man. It's gonna be like an all time. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) It'll be better. Don't worry. Oh, I don't know about that. Shocked. Uh, (laughs) Hey, sorry, Turtle Son for fun. Were you also in the conversation? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we were having conversations. I was just asking Mr. Soki G about that. Oh my god. Yeah, dude. Well now you're here. Ha ha ha. What do you Yo. What can we do for you, man? So I just started streaming on Mixer. Um kind of well I've played around with Twitch a little bit, so I got the idea of like dual monitor, getting used to viewing chat, whatnot. Yeah. Um developing that skill heard, set. Yep. Heard about Mixer actually through you, through your podcast. Cool. Um and so my question is more along kind of the back end of the streaming. Like, where I've been uh, prowling through Reddit and looking for, like, artists to help with any kind of profile or artwork for, like, scenes. Um, Because I'm not artistically talented in any real way, shape, form. Gotcha. Um, Is there any way, thing that you would really recommend in that aspect? If I may, bro, man. Off the bat, you should download Streamlabs OBS. They have predetermined customized scenes and such uh, some of them animated some of them not and it will completely transform you from a i look like i did this myself streamer to wow this is 
this is professional. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I've heard nothing with good things about Streamlabs OBS. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that they actually integrated with OBS now. It, yeah. It's a beta version, so there are some errors, but for what you seem like you want, that will be ideal. Yeah, I think that that's really good. Um, there's a couple other services that are being like developed right now. Uh, I had a chance to speak recently with uh, some of the folks that are at Bebo, uh, which is like another, it's like an OBS like uh, style platform, like a competitor. Um, and if you're using a one PC setup, like they do a lot of the encoding and stuff for your stream, like in, in a cloud-based format. So, you know, if you're ever running into like issues um, where you're having like high encoding overload, or if you're doing like a high motion game, but you can't run, you know, your CPU on slow levels of encoding. So you're, you're having like issues. That's something else to look into as well. Um, but yeah, Streamlabs OBS with the, the automatic setup of the scenes is like, is huge. I haven't moved over to Streamlabs, but that's because like they don't have a one button import click thing, which they need to. Uh, What's that for? Well, like, so I've spent, you know, I spend like hundreds of hours like investing in the way that my stream looks and, and set up, you know? Oh, uh, sure. Yeah. yeah. So, so if there's not a, an Just easy way. Just transition it all over. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If there's not like a transition yet. Also, so it would be interesting, like what, like the guy that does my graphics for me to this day was um, essentially like a, com- a competition. Like I tweeted out all the way back in 2015 for people to give me concept art for new mm. cards in FIFA. And his okay. stuff was so good that I ended up employing him. Um, nice. So when you're streaming, it's, you know, say to your viewers, like, if you guys are graphically inclined and want your content featured on the stream, show me what you got. And then you can you can build from that. You might find someone that just really fits with you and what you want and what you're looking for. And then they can help work with your stream and, and create you exactly what you're looking for instead of a predefined section from a website somewhere. Okay. Then I guess I also have one other kind of question that's even more back end uh, stuff. Uh, Love so it. there's lots of legalities with uh, music and or any other uh, use uh, during s- streams. Yeah. So I know you'd have to like if I they're on Twitch, they have their library of uh, songs that they already have permissions from artists that you can use on streams, royalty mm-hmm. free and everything like that. Yeah. Um. I don't believe Mixer has anything like that that I am aware of. Yeah. But what are the steps that you need to take to prevent yourself from uh, getting in trouble for copyright or anything like that? So um, so I've said for a long time that uh, Twitch is like the Wild West and uh, one of the last industries that's going to start engaging on Twitch is, is the music industry. Um, uh, after some stuff that happened this last week and the chatter I've seen on Twitter... Uh, around some of the music labels that I follow, I think that legal action is going to be coming to Twitch pretty soon with music. Um, so uh, the best thing you can do if you're a Twitch streamer, <clears throat> like Professor Broman, that maybe used a lot of video... Like, I love listening to music with my viewers, right? Um, right. Uh, you know, first go back. I'm going to go back at some point. <clears throat> heads up, chat. Uh, and delete, like, basically all my VODs <laughs> that have music in them at all. But um, if you are... If you're looking for a copyright-free library, right... There are companies that provide either uh, license level access. So like uh, Monster Cat, you can go to Monster Cat, you can sign up for their creator program and you can pay. Last time I checked, it was like $9.99 a month and you have access to their full library and you have a content license from them that says you can use their content. Um, There are other and then and then you have awesome spaces that exist online that have already completely decentralized music. Um, uh, So. 
you you know, SoundCloud's fantastic. There's a lot of copyright-free radio stations and stuff on uh, YouTube that you can find. Uh, and as also mentioned in chat, you can use anything from a company called 99 Lives. Um, and you can also download a program called Pretzel, <clears throat> which is going to only be copyright-free music for everything. Okay. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. I use Spotify for copyright-free music. They have, like, playlists there. They do? Yeah, they do. And they do. They actually, they also take, uh, like, current relevant pop songs and such and have, you know, remade versions. So you still feel like you get that top-level media engagement from music. Mm-hmm. But it's like a cover song of it instead, and it's pretty awesome. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So those are, there's a lot of avenues. Uh, it's sort of about, um, you know, doing your Google Kung Fu and finding the right location, uh, you know, the right the right solution for what you're looking for. Okay. And then mm. one more technical deal. I love it, man. I love these in-depth <laughs> questions. You fucking hit it, dude. So audio is a huge thing for streamers. Yes, um, it is. Both with microphone, game volume, balances of everything like that. Mm-hmm. I know you have mentioned uh, virtual cables before for people that... Yeah, VAC, uh, virtual have- audio cables. Um. What would you actually recommend to pre-screen your audio before you go live? One of the people in the uh, chat that we got pulled from was actually recommending to just record some audio yes. through OBS and then just preview that way. I, um, I would sorry. do that. Absolutely. Um, okay. That that also, because when you're doing that, you're also running the encoding load on your PC too. Uh, audio is so weird. So many things can affect it. Like... Uh, like, uh, I'll just do this for you. I don't know if you'll be able to hear it, but hang on. Uh, no, it didn't make it through the noise gate. <laughs> but like, if I take my if I take my microphone and I put it too close to my keyboard, a really high ringing sound happens. Um, okay. You know, so the best thing that you can do is you can. Um, the best thing that you can do. <laughs> I'm just thinking about how ridiculous that's going to sound on the podcast later. Uh, yeah, hear this. <laughs> Dead silence. Um, you know. But if you, uh, so if you, um, if you, you know, record it live and you listen to it, you're going to be able to catch stuff uh, that come through, that comes through. Like I had a microphone that I used for a while as part of a sponsored deal um, that had a really hard time, like something about the microphone, like I would hear something on my end when I was recording but when it made it through, uh, uh, like, whatever all switch a service, it would come out the other end and it would sound completely different. So, like, for me, I had to set up a test channel and listen to myself live on this test channel to figure out how to troubleshoot it. So, um, but that was a really long step uh, <laughs> that I had to engage in. So, yeah, like, recording yourself uh, using virtual audio cables, making sure you're using some sort of uh, audio treatment software if you're using a software mic. You know, like uh, Voice Meter Banana, if you're using OBS, they have like a, a VTS Reaper plugin set that you can download uh, and things like that. And, you know, just record it until you you like the way that you sound. And if you have the option, listen to yourself using multiple output devices, like listen on your computer speakers, listen with in-ear headphones and listen with over-ear headphones and you'll have everybody covered, basically. Gotcha. Yeah, because I've been pulling up on laptop and then uh, cell phone to see what I sounded like, but I was just like, that just feels ghetto. Like, <laughs> there has to be a better way. Uh huh. So, yeah, no, yeah. that's pretty much the only questions I was really thinking of. Yeah, that's uh, that's the way it is, man. <laughs> that's cool. what I recommend. Do you want to let everybody know where they can find you, man, on the internet? 
Sure. Uh, right now, the, the two places I'm stream on Mixer at uh, mixer.com slash turtle sun so fun. Mm-hmm. And then also I'm on Twitter. Um, that's going to be my main presence for social media right now. Uh, same place, uh, twitter.com slash turtle sun so fun. Awesome, man. Thank you so much. You have a good one, dude. Yep. Thank you. Get out there and crush it. All right. You got time for one more? Oh, hell yeah, dude. All right. Let's do one more. You're after it. Yeah. So, so to go back onto the test channel, like I used it to test the audio, but I also used it to test my internet problems. So I would just stream to this fake channel that people found at night. And it was just like chill, relaxing, sleepy time music for like 10 hours. So I would wake yeah. up every morning and I'd like change my stream key. I'd turn it off. And then like five people in chat would be like, those listen to that. It was, <laughs> it was fucking awesome. You know what's crazy for, for for me personally, like in in terms of like professional quality of recording and audio and such, I am very bad. Like <laughs> you know, honestly, like I have what your generic run of the mill person would have. I have mm. the Logitech cam. I got the the same mic that everyone has, and I don't have a soundboard or a sound card. I don't have yeah. special features, and it's something that you get caught up so much in your own grind that it's like i one day i really want to like sort this out but you just never get to it, yeah you know? yeah i mean that like it's you like you have to take a moment and be like okay well now i have to learn about all this stuff i yeah. can send you everything that i use and how it's set up you know that would take a picture amazing. for you and give you an amazon list dude i saw like i saw uh darkness uh i saw tim set up man's dude honestly that guy his setup is i've never seen anything like it. obviously i've never seen your setup i just see you oh no it's not like no 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 mine's 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 uh literally held together with duct tape i'm not lying yeah uh okay (laughs) but yeah tim's setup is absolutely unreal yeah it's incredible man yeah so yeah i can send you like everything that i use if if you're looking to to invest in it and everything that i use is relatively simple to you just it's all very plug and play um sure and and uh, yeah, it's a nice. You have to you have to fiddle with levels a little bit, but I mean, like that's an that's an eventuality, no matter what we do. Sure. Uh, all right, so let's grab our last guy. Let's get let's get Mister Impact. What's up, Mister Impact? Yo. <laughs> Hello. Hey, can you hear me? I can hear you. You're hey, a little robot. Yeah, I can. What's up, man? Oh, I'm robot. Uh, no, you're good now. Thing. You're good now. You're good now. Oh, I'm good. Okay, okay. I'm good sorry, enough. I'm, I'm yeah, yeah. Work right now. <laughs> On a construction site, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe right. go somewhere where there's a little bit better connection would be dope. All right, one second. Oh, that's perfect. Wherever yeah. you are, right there. I'm on a Bluetooth, so give me one second. Hot, dude. All right, how about now? Bluetooth still exists. It sounds yeah, great. <laughs> you sound really better? good, dude. Okay, sorry. <laughs> All right, Um. so... Uh, I just had a quick question. Um, I've been streaming for like, I don't know, three, four, four months or so. Okay. And um, I had different like ideas. Like um, instead of just playing video games, going to the creative side. And because I like making stuff out of like wood, like we made, I made a couple of desks for like my buddy and myself for gaming. And like, I, I don't know how that would, how that would go over. I haven't researched it too much. Like, on Twitch, but I don't know if that's like something that's re- represented on um, like Mixer, if that's even a thing. What, so you're talking about woodworking? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, 
I'm gonna ask you a couple more questions. You got some like kick-ass band saws and shit involved in this? Yeah, I got everything. Yeah. Okay, so like, <laughs> I feel like this would do well on Twitch because yeah. you think so? <laughs> because I mean, I Twitch mean, has a good creative community, but this isn't yeah. here yet. And also, like the constant imperiled nature of the fact that if you pay too much attention to chat, you could chop off a finger is just a really good <laughs> it's a really good content driver like you could get an emote that's like you slicing your thumb off that like everyone's hoping to use one day oh my god and the the craziest thing is that you'd probably end up i don't know what you do for a living but obviously you're passionate about this you probably end up generating a business from that as well for custom desks in a for people big way watch you from the gaming very community. true i'm literally sitting here now i just have a standard desk and i'm sitting here thinking like we should we should talk like if you're able to create a custom desk I, I would yeah. love a custom desk, <laughs> like you know, yeah, man, good. And, and that's why I think your stream would work because yeah. you would get content creators engaged with you, which would get mm -hmm. an audience mm -hmm. engaged with you out just because of that. Yeah, you're because of yeah, that yeah. product. Yeah, yeah, you're in a very advantageous position. If you start streaming this on Twitch, and then let's say you make me a desk, and then you make Nep a desk, then you make <laughs> Kevin a desk. You know, like, and, and the thing yeah, is, yeah. you're, you can make money while you're doing the thing that's making money for you, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly, like, exactly. You know, you're, 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 if you, if it takes a week for you to build a desk, right? And you make enough money to pay your rent off one desk and then, but now mm -hmm. you're making four a week because everyone knows who you are. Suddenly yeah. you're the debt. Kevin actually needs a desk. He just putting that in chat. <laughs> um, and he'd love to see it made. And that's the other thing is like people get to watch their shit made live, like, I can't tell you how many times like I've seen something like this happen and then the content creator's like, yo, dude, like I'm done today, but I'm going to watch so-and-so finish making my alerts. I'm going to watch so-and-so finish designing this emote. Yeah. Yeah. And they'll be able to go, hey, I'm going to be done now. We're going to go watch Mr. Impact make my fucking desk. Yeah. <laughs> that just sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah, it does, right? Like, <laughs> I, I think you have a really, it's fun to watch people create. And uh, I think that, I mean, yeah, just I just from like, a, like my grandfather loved, like he was a, he was a master woodworker. He did, he was great um, at carpentry. And um like there's just so much satisfaction watching someone put together a good piece of furniture. Like you're just yeah, like yeah. you're like, oh yeah, just glue that, clamp that. That's just <laughs> mm. like yeah. So I, I I'll be mad if you don't do it. Yeah, I, I, I've been planning it for a while, and I'm I'm really wanting to get into it. My stepdad has a lot of experience in it, and I have I have a little bit. So I'm I'm really I'm really really wanting to get into it i'm also going to stream video games as well because i love playing video games no 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 forget the video games yeah man this is your money maker dude <laughs> i mean yeah like if, obviously you could use the channel as dual purpose but i think if at like like always like going all in specializing if you're really good at okay. woodworking like you could yeah. you're gonna get more growth out of a two to four hour woodworking stream than like an eight hour gaming stream most likely okay and the yeah, fact yeah. that if you could do seamless transition between like, all right, well, you know, I'm done working on this shit and now we're going to play Fortnite, like whatever, like there's obviously ways that you could season your audience to getting used to consuming both types of content for you, but leveraging yeah. on your biggest strength, any motherfucker in this chat room, myself included right now, can stream a video game. You know what I fucking can't yeah. do? I can't make a desk. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, uh, that's, that's yeah. the key point. Yeah. Well, I really appreciate it. Oh, awesome. I, I'm, I'm glad I got on here. Please tell <laughs> reach, me. Reach out when you go live. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> tell, tell all of us. 
when you start making the desk, man. I'm I I'm really will. excited about your project, and I'll be incredibly disappointed. <laughs> uh, let everybody know where they can find you to watch uh, the desk building streams when they start. And look uh, at I'm how many a... people want your business right now in the oh chat room. My God. I'm just I, telling I wish I could you. see. I'm on my phone at Okay, work. it's fine. Uh, uh, K-Magic 101, <laughs> Nerd and Needle would like a desk. Nep would like a desk. I would absolutely oh like God, a desk. You know, people are going to be hitting you up, so make sure you get your social pitch right right now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm um, at Twitch, twitch.tv slash Mr. Impact with two Ts. And then I'm on I'm on Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, all with the same the same name. Mr. Impact with two T's. Mr. Impact with two T's, everybody. Go and that's follow him. This could be the start of something. Yeah. And then, oh my God, it's amazing. About, no, it's know, not. It's, sorry. And for anyone who's listening, it's not Mr. Impact like MR. It's Mr. Fully spelled yeah. out. M-I-S-T-E-R-I-M-P-A-C-T-T. Yes. Yeah. Go follow him. <laughs> hit him up. Guess what, dude? You just probably changed your whole life as long as you aren't bullshitting us and you can make good desks. I am not. No, I'm okay. sorry, I promise. Fuck, I fucking promise. Oh, that's what I like to hear. I promise. All right, dude. I'm so excited for you. Let us know when your first stream is uh, happening, and, and I'm sure Nep and I Definitely. will hit you up at some point in the future to make desks. Uh, yeah. 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 Have a good one, dude. All right. You too. All yeah. right. Okay, so that's going to almost two hours of Ask Bromance. So first of all, Nep, thank you so much for being so incredibly generous with your time uh, no with me today. I know uh, based off of what I've learned about you today, you're incredibly fucking busy, dude, and you're working really hard, and I appreciate that. Um, if if uh, if you could leave everyone with a thought today, like what's one thing you'd like people to get out of like what we talked about today? Just do you, man. Like don't don't chase other people's dreams. Just do you. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Don't chase other people's dreams, do you? I I love it. So, uh yeah. Uh so I've been Professor Broman. Uh uh Nepenthes, do you want to let everybody know where they can find you? Uh not that uh, I imagine many people already know who you are. Yeah, Twitch, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, it's all Nepenthes. It's all Nepenthes, that's right. So go join his million plus YouTube channel or 800 something thousand plus Twitter account. Uh <laughs> He's awesome, guys. If you don't know Nep, uh, uh, he has he has shown himself to be an absolutely incredible person uh, on camera and behind oh, you didn't the even scenes. Talk about Guardian Con. Um, yeah, yeah. Let's let's wrap it up. I usually plug Guardian Con at the end. Um, okay. So uh, for all of you that know, I'm the charity director of Guardian Con. So we're going to talk about that for a quick second, then we'll wrap it up. Um, so the point of Guardian Con uh, going forward, and we're really we focused on it last year, hitting it heavy this year, 2019. This is probably going to be our banner statement is um uh, guardian con is uh for content for creators and by creators to sh to emphasize and show what we do in the world uh for good so nep let everybody know what you know what's going on with guardian con and what's going on with you well so obviously you we we, we connected i'm going to come to guardian con i'm hopefully going to be bringing a, a tribe of fifa content creators out there with me as well and uh, yeah, we'll get in there. We'll play some games for for for, for the kids, and yeah. uh, ho hopefully raise an obscene sum of money. Yeah, we're the plan. the The working plan right now, and and Nep and I are working on this uh, together. Is uh, once I get a confirmed list of everyone who's coming, we are going to build what I hope is every FIFA fan's dream bracket, and we are going to make it happen on stage uh, oh, yeah. with donation incentives and everything. So if you are a fan of FIFA. If you like FIFA YouTube content or FIFA streamers, uh, Guardian Con completely unintentionally 
became uh is, has become an event where we are going to have an incredibly high density of FIFA creators. They're going to be there, and like we were talking about earlier, uh, this is the uh, this is not an event like PAX where the point is to go and play games. This is for creators and by creators. These are people who are coming to the event, yes, to raise money for kids, but also to meet their fans because we've designed an environment where. Uh, you know, everyone feels comfortable walking the floor and standing in one place and having a meetup line just form wherever the fuck it happens. So, um, if you like FIFA, Guardian Con, and you live in the U.S. <laughs> or anywhere, uh, Guardian yeah. Con is your absolute shit. Um, and you should you should come. Um, and and I, we'll make sure we're gonna get some more creative stuff mocked up. Um, I'm gonna spring on nep right now that i'd love for him when we do our next announcement video for the fifa stuff i want him to do the voiceover because i think that would be killer um, be amazing, yeah. <laughs> yeah um so nep's gonna be there a lot of other fifa creators are gonna be there uh well you know all of the announcement for those are forthcoming if you want to keep up on who's coming from the fifa scene uh, uh the guardiancon.co website has a list of creators that we've confirmed so far i'll be reaching out and confirming more people as it comes along um but yeah, that's that's what we're doing. Um, you know, and if this is your first time listening, uh, this is probably the best episode I'm going to do all year. So, <laughs> so I hope you liked it. Uh, if you could leave, you know, a, a comment about what you thought, you can interact with me about this or Nepenthes about this episode in particular. Anywhere online, uh, I'm Professor Broman anywhere. He is Nepenthes anywhere. And we will talk to you next time. Peace. Hey, everyone. It's Broman. I just wanted to take a quick minute. Um, and do a little sponsored plug here for the podcast. As you know, we've been using Discord for all of our podcast needs and for the call-ins for uh, the entirety of this show. Discord reached out, and they wanted me to uh, sort of bring some points about their their uh, their platform to you all. Uh, so we're doing that. Uh, I love people that enable content creators and uh, gamers alike. Discord uh, has created a fantastic platform. You can check it out at uh, discord.gg. I'm discord.gg slash broman uh, if you ever want to chat. Uh, but the whole point of Discord is to make it incredibly easy for you to create not only a server, but a community around yourself and your friends, a perfect place to play together. And if you're making content like this podcast, it's a great way to have one source audio where you have complete control over everyone who is talking. So if you haven't checked it out, I would appreciate it if you did. They make this podcast possible, um, and they're incredible people there. Peace.